Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're once again hearing reports of fairly significant queues and delays at Dublin Airport, um, in particular over parts of the weekend. And we spoke yesterday here on the show about the experience of trying to get a taxi um, from Dublin Airport. There were lots of people getting in touch with us about that. And there was more getting in contact again overnight on our email address. That's lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Own Curry is the editor of the Air and Travel magazine and he's with me on the show today. Own, just before we go through some of our listeners' queries, um, are there still queue problems at the airport. And Andre, another week, another crisis in Dublin Airport. Yes, the queue problem, the security queue problem hasn't gone away. They did a lot to try and organise it with rostering and with different um, facilities put in to make sure people were in the right queue and ready. But it, the problem is it's unpredictable. It can be great today and horrible tomorrow. So what's the advice then? The advice is still two and a half hours short haul, three and a half long haul. People aren't missing uh, their aircraft as they did in the first week. It was caused a few weeks ago. Listeners will remember when the summer schedules came in and the number of flights through the airport had more than doubled in one weekend. That really showed up the holes in the system, which are not unique to Dublin Airport. The Airport Council Council of Europe issued a statement just a few days ago uh, apologising to the flying public because this is something that has pockmarked the EU airports across the continent. They let a lot of staff go during COVID. The return to flying was quite uh, probably more... Uh, than people anticipated, including the airlines and the airports. Mm. And now they're all facing a very similar problem of staffing. And obviously you can't pluck someone off the street and put them into security. Um, I went through the airport on Thursday morning, bright and early on Thursday morning, own, and I took your advice that you gave me here in the show a couple of weeks ago. And I was there two and a half hours in advance and I had absolutely no bother at all. I was through gate to gate in 33 minutes, <laughs> to be precise about it. So I was kind of shocked yesterday when I uh, came in this morning and saw these emails that were sent in yesterday from people talking about long security delays again. I thought it was all addressed. We have seen situations, Andrea, where it's 10 minutes in one terminal and 45 minutes in another. And, you know, let's go back to 2019 BC uh, before COVID. Um, If there was a queue of 30 minutes, uh, the alarms, the internal alarm system within Dublin Airport would go off to try and get something to get that unacceptable 30 minutes level of security queue down. Uh, People are very happy with 30 minutes at the moment because it has gone more. Oh, and I have a lot of questions coming in from people for you today. Um, queries from listeners that we'll, we'll put to you. 53106 is the number if people want to text in a question or if you want to call us either. That's 1800 453106. Liam is on the line. Liam, what's your issue? My issue is I, I and myself and my who were bought over 80 years of age, we, we travelled from Alicante to Dublin with Ryanair on, on last Saturday morning, you know. Hmm. But we we went for a help when we got to the airport, which was two hours before takeoff time, and we were sitting there for almost two hours, and there was a scarcity of wheelchairs with in you know, and which was up to we got to the Ryanair, the, the rush just through at the last minute then, and we got to the Ryanair uh, check-in desk and once says, uh, "You're late checking in. We want sixty euros off you." 
And I said, well, I'm not paying 60 euros, but she says you're not getting on the plane unless you pay 60 euros. So you had to pay... So the force is to pay 60 euros because the Inya held us up for two hours because they hadn't enough wheelchairs. And that was on the Alicante side? That was on the Alicante side. And, and, and that wasn't the only, the only thing. The Dublin airport and they had supposed to have a help for you. So we were 20 minutes on the plane to, for this, this vehicle to arrive out. And there was only room for eight people on it. And some people that had on it more than they wouldn't. They wouldn't have helpers on with the, with the people who were, mm. just had disabilities, you know. Um, Owen, what should Liam do or is there anything he can do? There is. Um, you can go back to the Spanish uh, authorities, the aviation authorities, um, and seek your, your compensation from them. Uh, there is a European consumer uh, legislation which applies there, which means that you do have rights. And the European uh, Consumer Office in Molesworth Street are very interested in these affairs. The One of the things that has happened across Europe's airline, airports is not just the pent-up demand that uh, things have, have actually come back at a higher level, they are noting that um, the peaks have got higher and the troughs have got lower during the day at airports like Alicante, at the big airports like Charles de Gaulle, like KLM, like Heathrow, like KLM hubs, uh, Amsterdam and like Heathrow and Frankfurt. They, this was always a problem. An airport uh, works in a sort of a number of waves. There's an awful lot of flights, for instance, in Dublin between seven o'clock in the morning and nine o'clock. And then it goes down to a trough and then it comes back to a higher one. Most, uh, some airports, the busier ones, will have seven of those during the day's day. One of the really unusual things that's happened since COVID is that the number of flights have been concentrated into shorter little bursts of activities. So something like wheelchairs in Alicante, it's supplied by an independent supplier to the airport. They have their responsibility to get you to the check-in desk. It's not when you get there, Ryanair behave as if this has nothing to do with them. And they in, in Alicante, it's not even Ryanair staff, it's a subcontracted staff by another service company who supply Ryanair. So all of those bits leave uh, a listener like Liam at the mercy of the parts of the jigsaw not fitting together properly, but he does have the rights to go back to hunt, to chase his money back from the people mm. responsible. And, and the people responsible in this case are the airline, airport operators for the whole of Spain. Do, do you have yes. to book, if you want in advance, actually, there's a yes. follow-up text there from Liam's, Liam's own. Do you have to book um, assistance in advance of travelling to the airport? Yes, um, there, there is all on all the airline sites there is an option as you're checking in, do you need assistance? And if you check that, the assistance will be booked for you. There will be a separate questionnaire as to what you need. They are very efficient. The Green Park, uh, the Dublin Airport, again, it's subcontracted, but everybody who's going to the airport will see people bringing uh, people with, you know, they don't have to be fully uh, disabled, but with mobility issues. Also an issue that if you're in a big busy hub airport, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, Charles de Gaulle, Frankfurt, uh, Heathrow are examples, and you're getting through and you're not going to make the, the gate because you're a little bit slower to walk, or indeed uh, you have three small children okay. hanging on to you, uh, do get to the airline transfer desk and look for the assistance there. Now, generally it's available, but as I say, um, every airport in Europe is facing this uh, post-COVID situation mm, where absolutely. they aren't able to meet the surge in demand. It's like an electricity surge in demand okay. that comes and then disappears in an hour. Liam, I hope that helps in, in some way and thanks a million for... Oh, for... Please, Liam.
Yeah, for getting in touch with us here on the programme. 1800 453 is the number if you do want to get in contact. Oh, and stay with us because we've Jared on the line as well. Jared, what's your um, query? My query is that uh, I'm a taxi driver and recently the DAA reissued new permits and there was five criteria and the only criteria I did not meet was uh, that the, the car had to be wheelchair accessible. And the reason I don't meet this criteria is to have a very mild case of cerebral palsy, which prevents me from operating a wheelchair vehicle. I, I wouldn't be able to latch one into my, into, even if the car was adapted, I wouldn't be able to latch one in or, or safely manoeuvre the vehicle, uh, the wheelchair user into the vehicle. And I, I made my, the DA aware of this, and they just came come back and went in the circular answer saying that, hey, sorry, you don't meet the criteria. Sorry, you don't meet the criteria. No, this is nothing to do with your disability. I keep pointing out the only reason I don't meet this one particular criteria is because mm. of my disability. Okay. And I always thought, like, with government guidelines, at least 3% of the workforce should be a... Uh, should be amenable to the disabled community. But this is a permit issue, not a workforce issue. A lot of discussion actually on Carrie about this here in the programme yesterday, you know, about being able to get permits at the airport. And and, and the DAA said that they have issued new permits recently um, and that there was no cap on them. But I mean, we had loads of stories from people here who, taxi drivers talking about not being able to get them and people talking about not being able to get a taxi. Yeah, uh, I've great, great time for the taxi drivers. They do, uh, they do uh, terrific work, and uh, the airport is a tough gig. There's a little extra charge for the airport, but one of the reasons is it is a tough gig. The holding um, of taxi drivers with Dublin Airport pre-COVID um, has always been an issue down the years. They they're kept in an area off-site and they're let up in batches uh, so that there isn't this huge queue of taxi drivers. There are traffic management issues already in Dublin Airport. That became a story a few weeks ago when they talked about uh, charging for uh, dropping off people at That's the airport, right. which is coming in in the autumn. But um, what the, you know, the, the management of that is uh, there is somebody to decide what the level of demand for taxis is going to be. Uh, generally, there is the arrival of the American flights in the morning. The taxi driver have a great phrase among themselves as the first yank, uh, the first person off the uh, US flights, which arrived from sometime like 5.45. So generally, there's a good number of taxis are released for that. But it's back to this thing of um, reading how the traffic uh, operates, both the airline traffic and the passenger traffic post-COVID, mm. and the subtle changes in it. There's been a few problems with that because I've heard myself of long queues for taxis Releasing the taxis from the holding area, the holding pen, the taxi drivers call it long cash, uh, which is a throwback to a previous generation. Right, and then right. um, they they arrive and are, uh, they and the picking up of the passengers in a timely, orderly manner. That seems to have been a little bit troublesome in recent okay. weeks. But the issue of permits, uh, again, not just Dublin Authority are involved in this. The carriage office is involved in this. And the, the aim is that everybody should have disabled access arriving in the airport. Owen, just a quick one. Darren in Galway wondering about check-in desks being open. And another texter wondering, travelling to Spain this Tuesday, 6.15am, need to check-in bags. What time should we be at security or at the airport? 
uh, the, the same thing applies. Now, the, what we've seen is check-in desks open um, half an hour earlier in the case of most airlines than had been the case to deal with the queues because the queues were not just security. The queues were actually the bag drop queues. Yeah. We, have, we have an issue with um, the, the people are managing um, automated bag check-in with airlines like Ryanair, there have been some sort of tweaks to that during COVID as well. So all of that is it sometimes takes a little bit of time for people to figure out. And that is the Ryanair queue is at one end of Terminal 1 and the queue reading from that can lead back into the security queue when it gets long, mm. which is exactly at the opposite end of Terminal 1. And if you're there at the wrong time of the morning, you've got a couple of the long haul airlines, um, Etihad and Qatar, uh, fly out of Terminal 1 as well. So they have particularly long queues as well. So is 4am time enough? 4am should, should be, will be time enough. Um, for a 6.15 flight? For a 6.15 flight, you're you're um, going to deal with the the, the bag check-in queue uh, is not going to be more than one hour. And the security queues, as I say, 40 minutes. Uh, and one uh, generally security queues have not gone beyond the one hour. Yeah, okay. uh, the fast track, if you buy it, is can be up to 30 minutes when, this, when the ordinary queue gets long. Um, but for, uh, that should be time enough. But there's a lot of... It's really, there's an awful lot of extra stress by the queues merging into each other in Terminal 1 and sadly nothing can be done about okay. that. Own Carey, thanks a million as always Own, for joining us here in the programme today. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That is the email address if you want to get in contact with us. We're going to be talking about whether or not um, age gaps in relationships can be too big. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.